0: Welcome back to another No Regrets Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton.
1: And I'm Carla.
0: And we are glad you're with us today. Uh, All right, wrap up our seasons today. We've just been finishing up a a four-session, four-podcast series on the seasons of marriage. We've covered spring, summer, fall. And so that brings us to... Winter. Winter. which Winter is coming.
1: Well, and actually, I hate that this is not particularly a good thing in a marriage, because it's actually really one of my favorite seasons, though. I know. I'm it a Because winter oh. can be
0: beautiful, because the snow falling, it's I mean, all white. we don't white. have any snow where it we looks live. clean. Yeah. yeah, we don't. But we do try to go places where yeah, snows. Yeah,
1: find the snow.
0: But maybe this is more you think of winter is when all the trees are bare and it's cold and... Maybe you live in Siberia no or something. Yeah, Siberia, there's no warmth or it's the, you know, the time when the snow turns all slushy and dirty and it's not a really pretty time at all.
1: No. Okay. That doesn't sound fun. Okay. No, it
0: doesn't. Last time we talked about fall and how important it was to really pay attention to those warning signs the changes of the season of marriage and to go ahead and deal with those then because if you don't it might push you into winter yes and so oftentimes people find themselves in the winter of a relationship because either they've really neglected the relationship they've lost all intentionality, they've sort of put the marriage relationship to the side while they focus on everything else, or it could be that there has been some event that caused a real deep emotional hurt.
1: Yes. The thing is, you probably most of the time don't go from July the 4th hot to below freezing without there being some change in the middle, so it would probably be really unusual to go from summer to winter. You're probably gonna have that fall that starts to cool off to tell you there's a problem. So the hope is you correct it, you deal with it before you get below freezing, which is what happens in winter.
0: Yeah, one of the things we've talked a lot is that you really wanna put some strong boundaries, especially in dealing with conflict and establish healthy habits. And oftentimes, when couples don't have those set up, they haven't learned how to handle conflict in a healthy way. They haven't put in some real communication tools during that fall season. If it happens and that relationship's begun to cool, if they don't have anything to lean on or they don't have anybody to go to for help and they really handle the inevitable conflicts of life in an unhealthy way, that oftentimes is that push, Final or shove push. Yep. into the winter season the
1: below this below freezing and the below freezing when you think about winter they imagine it a cold place you think cold you think bitter you think isolated you can be it can be angry it can be sorrowful I mean, there are, unfortunately, most of the emotions that are associated with winter would be the idea of looking at a picture that's not the beautiful white snow, but it is something that's harsh and just difficult to, that's why they call it a bitter cold, you know, and, and that's, that's probably what the marriage feels like emotionally when you get to a winter,
0: so there's a lot of feelings of aloneness, of, I think, loneliness. Oh, yeah, because you probably and, feel really
1: isolated. Yeah,
0: there's isolation. There may be...
1: Deep disappointment, probably, Frustration, like
0: said. maybe even anger.
1: Oh, yeah, anger. And, and we, you know, probably for some couples, they could even move into that almost contempt because there has been so much hurt and so much disappointment, and not learning to deal with it in a healthy way, not having those skills, tools, not getting help like you said, and now all of a sudden they're looking at really empty tanks, love tanks, looking at one another, and all they're seeing and feeling is all the negative emotions, and it's everything that's not right about the relationship, and so it's this stark harsh reality that they're in a not good place.
0: Yeah. You think about, we talk about spring and that's such a time of positivity and hopefulness and excitement. Winter is very much, I think the opposite of yeah. spring. It, it doesn't feel like anything's new. If anything, it feels like the relationship is dying.
1: Yes. And that you just cannot that, you know, one of the challenges and we're talking about the emotions here of, you know, the anger, the anger, bitterness, loneliness, sad. But the idea of when when a couple or when someone is in a winter season in their marriage, to imagine that there could be a spring is sometimes really hard, because that's how unspring-like it feels then, that lack of hopefulness.
0: Yeah, we talk about moving from emotions to mindsets. I think the thing that I think of most often is that extreme negativity, Everything is is bad. is bad, and there's nothing there,
1: good about. The relationship. Yeah, because there may
0: have been deep hurts somewhere. You just can't see the good, and and one of the dangers in that is that all you focuses is on is the negative. Yeah. and the more you do that, it almost becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Right,
1: and it's like you know we've I've said before, it's like the cow patties, the cow patties. Yes. And Johnny doesn't really not like Frisbees. this. Right, I know, I know, not Frisbees this time, but cow patties. But it's like, if all you see is the cow patties, you can't see any grass, you can't see anything coming up around it. That is what the field is full of. And it is just all the problems and all the disappointment and all the hurt. And it's all filtering through that same mindset. And that is why it's such a dangerous, hard place, honestly, for marriages to be, Um, but, but the reality is there will be some couples, if not all couples, that could and may have a winter season of their marriage. So let's be clear to say, having a winter season in your marriage does not mean the end of the marriage. Yeah, it doesn't
0: mean the death of the marriage at all. It means that you're in an incredibly hard place, and unless you really do take some drastic action
1: to move out of the
0: lack of action is going to be the death of the
1: yes but but couples that realize it and and are willing to fight for it and do the work if you would to plow out of this hard place they certainly can and there absolutely can be a spring on the other side of this
0: okay so there's your you need to have that hope if you're in that wintertime. Yes, yes if you're
1: listening, yeah.
0: But let's talk about, before we get to there and talk about how do you get yourself out of the winter, what are some of the actions? And this is, and maybe more than the other season, these actions tend to be, can be incredibly destructive to the relationship.
1: Well, I think sometimes one or both parties may be very rigid in where they are, sort of like I'm. You know, like my mind is set, and I'm not moving off that point, and there's nothing you can say or do that convinces me otherwise. So, you know, for believers, we really need to be really mindful that we are not so rigid in thinking we are right, and my mindset is right, and they are all wrong, and this, that, and the other, because that is probably never mostly going to be the case that it's a total one-sided thing. Don't say ever, but, you know, could be. But very likely there are things that God can and will show us if we're not totally rigid. But when you get a rigid mindset, it is hard to be open to the Holy Spirit, to God showing you things, to your spouse. You know, being able to even say, this is hurtful to me. This is what feels terrible kind of thing. Because you you don't want to hear it. You're just set in your thinking about the other person
0: yeah i think oftentimes in in the winter season you see those real what we call the dead deadly behaviors yeah those things that if you persist in that it will sometimes can do irrevocable damage to the relationship some of those are uh, obviously with your tongue and the way that you're speaking to each other It can be very harsh, it can be very condescending, it can be critical, it can be cutting.
1: It can be cruel.
0: Yes, just downright meanness to each other. Just
1: a contempt that I really am intending to hurt you.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the other things, it tends to be very adversarial. It's you against me, this idea of that we're one or we're a team, very individualistic, oftentimes in winter. There can be a lot of blame going back and forth between each other. Uh, Oftentimes when one person gets hypercritical, especially all they see is all the bad things the other person does, that sort of pushes the other one into a defensiveness. It's either a defensiveness or they're going to attack back.
1: Yeah, and so it's very much this, you know, if they would, if they would, you know, and so there's this, looking, blaming at the other person as to seeing everything they're doing wrong in the relationship.
0: You mentioned contempt before, and, and that's one thing that we've seen in relationships. Contempt gets to that purse, that place where you're almost looking and it's just saying, you are a terrible person, and so it's okay for me to treat you terribly.
1: Yeah, and that, that y'all, that of course, is so dangerous in the sense that we are allowing a deception, a lie, to get in our mind and it is now shaping our behavior. And we've talked about so many times, we've written about this some, the idea of our mind and what we focus on. And that it's like there becomes an excusing of our behavior because I've convinced myself that you are so whatever, you know, and therefore my behavior is okay. And the reality is we are all sinners. We all mess up, you know, and we, when you get that sense of feeling that way toward your partner, and as you said, it is this total blame, contempt, that is such a negative, not good place to be.
0: Yeah, the, and you know, it's... It's like it goes beyond just criticizing. It's like you're actually doing times when you're getting contempt that you really want to hurt the other person.
1: And sometimes that's and, probably and, out of deep hurt.
0: Yeah, that it, you it have probably felt. is. You, it's almost like you're striking back at them. But the danger again is the wounds sometimes can become so deep. That it's really hard. It's really hard to get healed to from get those. healing
1: from that, and so that is our warning about that. And 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 we have had times that we have probably said and done things that were very wounding and hurtful, and it is so. It's almost like a, a wounded animal, and that they're you they're just start hurt. Striking out. Yeah, yeah, you're hurt. You're disappointed. You feel at the your deepest core maybe a rejection or whatever it's been that has caused that such offense, that then the response is, I, I'm going to overreact. I'm going to be, you know, when you come near, I'm over-responding to this. And it is like that wounded animal that may just attack back.
0: Yeah, and then I think one of the worst places that people get to in winter, and that's just this, what we would call stonewalling. And, it, and it's not just, we're not talking about when there's just normal conflict and, you know, people just sort of stick their fingers in the air and say, I'm not going to listen to this and I'm not going to respond to you. I'm talking about it's almost like you don't even exist. Yeah. I don't hear you. I don't feel anything towards you. Basically, you are non-existent to me.
1: And even you saying that words kind of give me chills because you think about it. Honestly, if a couple is still engaging in, uh, we, we hate to talk about fighting because we want to teach people how to have conflict healthily, but we also know that couples fight. The problem with fighting is it generally is always calls wounds. Conflict dealt with healthily does not have to, but when couples are fighting, you almost still have to say at least there's an element of caring enough that they're still going back and forth and maybe it's still with the intent to try to convey or get their point across or maybe kind of hurt the other person, but almost sort of maybe scream and shake them up. When you've moved to, I don't even see you, I don't even acknowledge you. Yeah, just
0: to that point of just indifference.
1: That That is so shrouded in truly the death of a relationship, if you want to say that. And so those would be horrifically bad, scary signs. But let me say this too. There have been couples that come back from that. There have. And we, you would sit here and you'd go, well, surely you can never get over that. Absolutely not. There is not anything that God cannot allow by his Holy Spirit, by his power to work and bring redemption and healing. But it's going to be a lot of work when a couple gets to this kind of hard, bitter place.
0: Yeah, I guess you can sort of, and we'll sort of end up this section, it's that sort of place you think of it in winter that you're out in the wilderness and you're cold and you're frozen and you feel like you can't move another step and you just want to curl up and die. Die. That that's the point that you you can't. You cannot give up. You've got to be willing, come to that point that you're gonna say, hey, I'm gonna fight to stay alive. I'm gonna fight to keep this relationship alive.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because as they say, you you may be in the snowfall, the blizzard, the whatever. You can choose to lay down in the snow and die. You can. Yeah. But you could also try to keep moving toward getting help and getting out of there. And so, gosh, our plea would be if anything we've said, you know, sounds like, oh, my gosh, we're we've got some signs that that could be happening here. Then absolutely. I would say it's probably rare for a couple that gets in a winter season of their marriage to get out of that without any outside help. I'm not saying never, cause you can never say that, but I would say it's probably pretty rare for a couple who's had that kind of wounds, that kind of hurt, anger, bitter, that does not need another person counselor to help them find a way out of that storm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I think a key thing here and talking about now is, boy, get the help. Find somebody to help you. Don't try to go it alone, even if it's just one of you that wants the help.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, and that's a great point. Because we do hear that from couples sometimes. They'll call, they'll ask, they'll reach out to us, and maybe the other one is not ready or willing. And so I say to people all the time, let me tell you something. You can start the first step. You can do whatever God's having or wants to teach you and do with you. You can't change your spouse anyway. You can only begin to move into what God's teaching and showing you. And then let's hope that there may be an intervention that can happen and you both can work on this. But it doesn't have to take you both agreeing to do it at the same time. A lot of times it does start with one person who says, I'm willing to stand up by the snow. I'm not going to lay down and just die.
0: Yeah. Um, I know one of the things we've talked a lot about, we're both big Chosen fans. We love the series Chosen, talking about that miniseries or whatever, the series talking about the life of Jesus. And, you know, one of our favorite uh, episodes was the wedding at Cana where they ran out of wine and just the simplicity of what Mary said to them, do whatever he tells you to do. You may not understand it. You may not feel like it. Don't try to reason out of it. Do what he tells you to do. In wintertime, and not just winter, fall, there can be any time. It doesn't have to be. It's just be winter. But this is when you go back to what Scripture says, and you you love, you respect, you lean into Jesus like you've never leaned into him before. You go back to doing those things, that we know that God's told us to do.
1: Yeah, that's one. Of, yeah, that is one of our favorites. I've written a blog about that because I love that scene and I love what Mary says to the um, helpers or whatever you call them, servers at the wedding. And when he says, when she says that line, "Just do whatever he tells you to do." So if you're listening, maybe what you need to hear tonight is just do what Jesus tells you to do, even if your spouse isn't ready or willing to move. You do what God's calling you to do.
0: And that is, sometimes it's just the basics. It's going back and spending time in the Word. It could be, you know, maybe it's the Psalms that that give you comfort, but it's going back in there. It's leaning into prayer and really just coming before God and, and saying what I'm sure you probably feel is, God, I can't do anything. you got to do something. Yeah.
1: Do what do what God tells you to do, and then let's let's wait and let's give Him time to see what God's going to do.
0: And, and some last things about winter and and moving from winter into another season, which probably will be is, spring. Hopefully, spring is really forgiveness is going to have to be a part of that. Yeah that you've got to be willing to let go of the hurt and the bitterness and the anger that you might feel. Doesn't mean you forget it. It doesn't mean it's gonna be easy to do. It doesn't mean you really even have to want to do it. But forgiveness is essential. Both from the one that's been wounded, and probably both of you have been wounded in this case, but even on the other hand, let's say someone did an offense that really pushed them into the winter, they've got a part in the forgiveness thing, too. And that's being honest and open and willing to do whatever it takes to regain lost trust, to be willing to say, hey, I understand my part in this.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe that might be a whole nother podcast to talk about that. And again, that would be certainly a core piece of what's going to probably need to happen depending on exactly what's put you in a winter. And, and there certainly can be other things that do, but a lot of times there are deep wounds and hurts and that's kind of why you are in the winter. Yeah. Um, but we would just strongly say again, get help. Don't, don't try to think it'll get better. This is one of those when you're deep in it, you're not getting out of there by yourself. Yeah, without You're some stuck help. in the snow. You're stuck in the you snow. You need
0: help. Don't you need ignore a Ignore that and try to go by yourself. You need a rescue. So, uh, winter, where it is our favorite season seasonally, it can it can be devastating when you're there in a marriage.
1: It can be, and and I know, um, and we're 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 hoping as we move forward to maybe do this, and we're trying to actually have some people that they're willing to, to share their stories that we know. And we know there are couples across the globe that have had winter seasons and maybe more than one. And their story is a story of what God taught them and how he redeemed it and the strength that comes out of having gone through a winter. Wow. And how much more beautiful a spring looks when you had an incredibly hard
0: winter, absolutely. Um, really, just, I want to do something I don't often do, and I just want to I want to close and pray for you couples that, as you hear this, you might be in winter. Mm. And um, so let's pray together. God, God, I thank you for marriage. I thank you for the incredible gift you've given us. But God, I know there's a lot of people out there in a really hard place. They're desperate, they're hopeless. God, they just feel like they're absolutely alone in all of this and literally they're they are they're, they're dying on the vine. God, I just pray right now that you would come to them, you would wrap your arms around them, you would hold them, you would give them a sense of your peace and presence in a way they've never felt. God, give them some hope that they can lean into you and that God, you as the great healer, that you would bring healing to that marriage and that relationship. Carla, I know this has been a hard, hard one to talk about. It's hard for us to talk about. It's hard for us to even think about it.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, But I love the thing you said. Man, it can be if you're willing and you do the hard work and it will be hard work and you let God do something incredible and strengthen you get to that. Boy, it can be a redemption story like no other. Yeah. If you're willing to do that. All right. I know it's hard sometimes, but uh, hey, keep on forging and know that wherever you are, Man, nobody wants your marriage to succeed more than God does.